Welcome to Voices of Church Past. I am your host, Rob Barnhart. Today, we'll be reading from one of uh, the church fathers, Cyprian of Carthage, and his treatises on unity of the church. Uh, this argument is mostly against the Novatians. Uh, we've talked about this group before, and uh, reading the church fathers, and Novation was a presbyter at his time that uh, kind of declared himself to be a pope and kind of was driving a, a division in the church after the persecution of Christianity was ended, basically because he believed that people who abandoned the Christian faith in order to protect their lives would turn over documents or sometimes turn in churches or whatever. These people could not be forgiven of their sins, could not be given absolution and things of that nature. And this caused a, a, a big fight in the church. And we ran Ambrose, who argued against this group of people who followed after this individual. And today we're going to read one of his top critics in church history, Cyprian. So I hope you enjoy, because I'm particularly interested in this topic, because I actually think we can actually see modern-day novationism in society today. As you know, there's a certain sin today that everybody's guilty of, whether they want to admit it or not, and there is no forgiveness for it. All you can do is acknowledge that you are that sinner, and even then you're not forgiven, you're just aware of it. And that sin is racism. So I think it's funny that this long-dead heresy that persisted throughout the church for a little bit and then was largely forgotten has arisen in the secular world, is now being retaught. It really shouldn't be that surprising to you all, though, because that seems to be the case, that uh, heresies or false teachings that arose in the church earlier in the, at time some that comes around to be retaught later in church history, usually changed a bit here or there, but mostly the same. The old saying goes from several theologians and church historians that it's because the devil cannot create. All he can do is repeat attacks that he's tried before. With that, let's hear the words of Cyprian against the Novationist. Since the Lord warns us, saying, You are the salt of the earth, in Matthew 5.13, and since he bids us to be simple to harmless, and yet with our simplicity to be prudent, what else, beloved brethren, befits us than to use foresight and watching with an anxious heart, both to perceive and beware the wiles of the crafty foe, that we, who have put on Christ the wisdom of God the Father, may not seem to be wanting in wisdom in the matter of providing for our salvation, for it is not persecution alone that is to be feared, nor those things which advance by open attack to overwhelm and cast down the servants of Christ. Caution is more easy when danger is manifest, and the mind is prepared beforehand for the contest where the adversary avows himself. The enemy is more to be feared to be guarded against when he creeps on us secretly. When deceiving by appearance of peace, he steals forward by hidden approaches, whence he also has received the name of the serpent. That is always his subtlety, that it, it is his dark and stealthy artifice for circumventing man. 
Thus, from the very beginning of the world, he deceived and flattering with lying words, he misled inexperienced souls by an incautious credulity. Thus, he endeavored to tempt the Lord himself. He secretly approached him as if he would creep on him again and deceive. Yet he was understood, beaten back, and therefore prostrated because he was recognized and detected. From which an example is given us to avoid the way of the old man to stand in the footsteps of a conquering Christ, that we may not again be incautiously turned back into the nets of death, foreseeing our danger may possess the immortality of that we have received. But how can we possess immortality unless we keep those commands of Christ, whereby death is driven out and overcome? When he himself warns us and says, If you will enter into life, keep the commandments. Matthew nineteen seventeen And again, if you do the things that I command you, henceforth, I call you servants, but friends. John fourteen fifteen. Finally, these persons he calls strong and steadfast. These he declares to be found in robust security upon the rock, established with immovable and unshaken firmness, in opposition to all the tempests and hurricanes of the world. Whosoever, he says, hears my words and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, that built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Matthew 7.24 We ought to therefore stand fast on his words, to learn and do whatever he both taught and did. But how can a man say that he believes in Christ, who does not do what Christ commanded him to do? Whence shall he attain the reward of faith? You shall not keep the faith of the commandment. Of necessity, waver, wander, be caught away by a spirit of error. Like dust which is shaken by the wind, be blown about. He will make no advance in his walk towards salvation, because he does not keep the truth of the way of salvation. But beloved brethren, not only must we be aware of what is open and manifest, but also of what deceives by the, by the craft of subtle fraud. And what can be more crafty, or what more subtle, and for this enemy, detected and cast down by the advent of Christ, after light has come to the nations, and the saving rays have shone forth for the preservation of man, that the deaf might receive the hearing of spiritual grace, the blind might open their eyes to God, the weak might grow strong again with eternal health, the lame might run to the church, and the dumb might pray with clear voices, and the prayers, seeing his idols forsaken, and his lanes and his temples deserted by numerous concourse of believers, to devise a new fraud under the very title of the Christian name to deceive the incautious. He has invented heresies and schisms, whereby he might subvert the faith, might corrupt the truth, might divide unity. Those whom he cannot keep in the darkness of the old way, he circumvents and deceives by the error of a new way. He snatches men from the church itself, while they seem to themselves to have already approached to the light, to have escaped the night of the world. He pours over them again and their unconsciousness, new darkness, so that although they do not stand firm with the gospel of Christ, and with the observation and law of Christ, they still call themselves Christians, and walking in darkness they think they have the light, while the adversary is flattering and deceiving, who according to the apostles' word, transforms himself into an angel of light, and equips his ministers as if they were ministers of righteousness, who maintain night instead of day, death for salvation, despair under the offer of hope, under the pretext of faith, Antichrist, under the name of Christ, so that while they feign things like the truth, they make void the truth by their subtlety. This happens, beloved brethren, so long as we do not return to the source of truth, as we do not seek the head, nor keep the teaching of the heavenly master.
Let anyone consider and examine these things. There is no need for the lengthy discussion and arguments. There is an easy proof of faith in a short summary of the truth. The Lord speaks to Peter, saying, I say unto you that you are Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound also in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again to the same he says, after his resurrection, feed my sheep. Although to all the apostles after his resurrection he gives an equal power, he says, The Father sent me, even so I send you, receive the Holy Ghost. Whoever sins you remit, you sh they shall be remitted unto him. And whoever sins you retain, shall be retained. John twenty twenty one. Yet that he might set forth unity, he arranged by his authority the origin of that unity as beginning from one. Surely the rest of the apostles were also the same as Peter, endowed with a like partnership, both honor and power, the beginning proceeds from unity, with one church, also with the Holy Spirit, the Song of Songs, designated the person of our Lord, says, My dove, my spotless one, is but one. She is the only one of her mother, elect of her that bear her. Songs of Songs 6-9 Does he who does not hold this unity of the church think that he holds the faith? Does he who strives against and resists the church trust that he is in the church when moreover the blessed apostle paul teaches the same thing and sets forth the sacrament of unity saying there is one body one spirit one hope of recalling one lord one faith one baptism one god ephesians 4 4 and this unity we ought to firmly hold to and assert especially those of us who, that are bishops who preside in church that we may also prove the episcate itself to be one and undivided. Let no one deceive the brotherhood by a falsehood. Let no one corrupt the truth of the faith by special arguments. The Episcopate is one, each part of which is held by each one for the whole. The church also is one, which is spread abroad far and wide into the multitude by an increase of fruitfulness. As there are many rays of the sun, but one light, and many branches of tree, strength, based in its tenacious root, and since from one spring flow many streams, although the multiplicity seems diffused in the liberality of an overflowing abundance, yet the unity is still preserved in the source. Separate a ray of the sun from its body of light, its unity does not allow a division of light. But break a branch from a tree when broken, and it will not be able to bud. Cut off the stream from its fountain, that which it is cut off dries up. Thus also the church shone over with the light of the Lord, sheds forth her rays over the whole world, yet it is one light which is everywhere diffused, nor is the unity of the body separated. Her fruitful abundance spreads her branches over the whole world. She broadly expands her rivers, liberally flowing, yet her head is one, her source is one, and she is one mother, plentiful in the results of fruitfulness. From her womb we are born, by her milk we are nourished, by her spirit we are animated. The spouse of Christ cannot be adulterous. She is uncorrupted and pure. She knows one home. She guards with chaste modesty the sanctity of one cow. She keeps for us God. She appoints the sons whom she has borne for the kingdom. Whoever is separated from the church is joined to an adulteress, separated from the promises of the church. Nor can he forsake the church of Christ, attain the rewards of Christ. He is a stranger. He is profane. He is an enemy. He can no longer have God for his father, who has not the church for his mother. If anyone would escape who was outside the ark of Noah, then he also may escape who shall be outside the church. The Lord warns, he who is not with me is against me. He who gathers not 
with me scatters. Matthew 12, 30. He who breaks the peace and concord of Christ does so in opposition to Christ. He who gathers elsewhere in the church scatters the church of Christ. Lord says, I the Father are one. John 10.30 And again it is written of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. 1 John 5.7 Does anyone believe that this unity which thus comes from the divine strength coheres in the celestial sacraments can be divided in the church and can be separated by parting asunder the opposing wills? He who does not hold this unity does not hold God's law, does not hold the faith of the Father and the Son, and does not hold life and salvation. Well, we'll leave off for there. Thank you so much for listening to Voices of Church Past. I am your host, Rob Barnhart. Hope you enjoyed Cyprian of Carthage and his treatises against the Novationist. May the Lord persevere you steadfast in one true faith given unto saints everlasting. Till next time, God bless.